What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mandatory Codec episode. What episode are we on? 14. I don't think I'd get to episode 14 this fast. Um, when I first started it, I thought maybe it'd be like one episode every two, three weeks, but episode 14 slowly creeping up on me. Um, but thanks to everyone who made it possible, who just uh, volunteered to do this. Um, I've had people from all over the world on this podcast, but today I'm going to stay pretty local and I'm going to have my fellow Californian, Blue Metal, join me. What's up, Blue? Yo, how's it going? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Um, as we have Platonic Guy with a, with a tier one sub, thanks Platonic, for the six months. Um, so, Blue, man. Uh... Now, we're going to talk a lot about Twin Snakes later, because I know that's what you mainly run in the Metal Gear Speed um, kind of scene. And that's one of the games which I don't know much about, I'll be honest. I, I think I'm, us I'm usually knowledgeable about most Metal Gear runs, but Twin Snakes is one of the ones uh, I'm clueless right now. But let's start with you, speedrunning in general. Like, how did you get into speedrunning? Uh, well, I guess... I didn't really have any one particular inspiration. It's more like I've always enjoyed speedrunning, like mm -hmm. watching it. Like for example, um, I always watched a lot of different runs of games I like from, uh, what was it called? Speed Demos Archive. Yeah, that was it. Like from the mid 2000s and onward, I would just find stuff like there or on YouTube or something. Just a lot of runs I thought was just cool about games I like playing. So then I heard about the, uh, the GDQs. I would watch some of those. But I didn't really try my hand at anything until around 2012. I started like with uh, Mega Man Legends 2. And uh, if anyone knows anything about that series, 2 is probably the hardest one to run of all the Legends games, period. And that was like the very first thing I chose to speedrun ever, period. <laughs> but I guess what made me just want to pick that game is uh, it's kind of how I feel about some of my other speed games. It's just... It's a game I'm playing at the time that I get curious about the speedrun. Look it up. I'm just like, okay, uh, I guess I'll give this a shot. So back in 2012, I tried some Mega Man Legends 2 after watching um, GMC 4789 do some stuff on Speed Demos Archive. So I looked into that. I did some uh, segmented stuff because at the time, segmented was still a thing. And uh, it was just to learn the game and to just get better at it and then just see what kind of time I would get from just doing segmented first. And then, okay, uh, I kind of got pulled away from it. Then I later came back into speedrunning again in 2013 with uh, a JRPG series I play called Xenosaga. So I looked at the first game, and there was, like, nothing about it for speedrunning except for Japanese stuff that no one knew anything about. <laughs> like, there was a SDA thread about... Uh, I found these Japanese notes, and there's this time that this Japanese dude got that was, like, under four hours. Like, holy crap, but... I have someone who's working on translating the notes. He'll get it done. <laughs> Some time passes, nothing. So I'm like, okay, let me look at this crap. So I <laughs> I saw the notes document and I was like, why has no one made any progress on this? So was I it in Japanese? Piece by piece. Yeah. Okay. It, all, all, I, all I did was just put piece by piece into Google Translate and then follow along with the game itself and like some guides on game FAQs, game facts, whatever. And just slowly translated it my dang self. And this <laughs> like, was the the first Xenosaga, right? Yeah, there's my, three of them. And, uh, the okay. First, yeah. 
And uh, again, that was segmented stuff because that was still the thing back then. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I posted my own stuff on YouTube regarding that game. And then some more time passes, I got pulled out of it. And then late 2014 comes around and I'm just like, you know what? Let me get into like the actual RTA stuff, like full game, single segment run. So I got back into Legends again and I started doing uh, learning and doing full runs of Mega Man Legends 1. And that's when I met up with some of the uh, other Legends boys, like uh, JMC, uh, Box. Uh, we later found Alien, and then uh, Oshkard was around giving JMC competition. That, that was a fun time. But mm -hmm. I got actually started on full game RTAs in 2014, like really late going into 2015. That's like, uh, you just named three games, which I have like zero knowledge. That's um, <laughs> Mega Man series the twi twin snakes and then the xenosaga series all the xenosaga i've always seen i think i have like the second one or the third one on ps2 somewhere but i never got yeah. around to playing any of them uh when you when you translated the xenosaga notes did that make any sense at all or was it just all gibberish in google translate uh there was a lot of gibberish to sift through because like the translation was not always you know clear you know how google yeah translate. and when people take notes i'm not i'm sure they don't you know, put it all formally down to where it perfectly lines up with Google Translate. Yeah, they have they most people who write notes have their own shorthand stuff, right? All that kind of stuff that they know how to read and write, but trying to get it translated yourself on top of it going coming from another language. Yeah. yeah. So that's why there was a lot of instances where I'm just like, "What is this?" <laughs> so I had to just keep going through the game and the English guides on the internet, just be like, "Is this what it's talking about?" Then I just kept testing it and reading a little bit further ahead in the Japanese notes and see if I can make mm -hmm. sense of it. And it's just like, oh, that's what that is. Okay. Like, there's some items that in English, they're like ether packs or health packs. And then in um, Japanese, the translation was like aqua resist or something like <laughs> yeah, that or road yeah. resist. I'm like, what the <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, at least I know what it is now, but man. That's like one translation can be rough. Yeah, that's like some games I see people play in Japanese. Like I know, uh, for example, like Mini will play some Japanese games, and I'm like, I have no idea how you do it because some of these stuff like, I need to know what what it says, and then putting that in a speed run, I can just imagine, is pretty frustrating. Now, did you get into the Xenosaga series first, like in terms of going RTA runs, or was it Mega Man first? Uh, for RTA stuff, it was Mega Man first. It was actually the Mega Man was first for both RTA and segmented stuff. Xenosaga kind of came afterward when I was just looking into other things to run because it's like mm -hmm. uh, I was just playing it at the time, got curious about the speedrun, looked into it, and then tried it myself. So it was Mega Man first, Xenosaga, then Mega Man again. Let me pull up. So let me pull up the Mega Man that you ran. So it was uh, Mega Man 2, Mega Man Legends 2, right? That was the very first one I did, yeah. All right, let me see. Is this just just a uh, platformer? Nothing really. This is um, actually 3D. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was the first 3D Mega Man series. So ah. it's got some uh, interesting jank to it. Yes, when I think of Mega Man, I think of just platformer 2D type. But this is like yeah, totally no. different. Yeah, Legends was very, very different. It got um, mixed reception. A lot of good, but some bad because it was just kind of different and the controls were a little bit janky and stuff. Because mm -hmm. the first game came out before the DualShock existed. It was just regular playstation controller with no analog so they had to work around that type of controller to put Mega Man in 3d 
So, so is, that's why that game is super jank. Is it all just D-pad movement as well? For the first game, yeah. You, the second game, they actually implemented DualShock analog stuff, so you could use it there, but most of the time I don't still. Hmm. Do you like running Mega Man Legends 1 or 2 more? Uh, definitely 2, but I think I've put more time into 1 because that game had more competition, a lot more science going on for it. Uh -huh. 2 is definitely my favorite. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at like some of the 1 and 2 runs, and I don't know if this is a game for me, but it, it looks like one of those games. Did you play this as a kid, like casually? And then got into the speedrunning later, or was this something you just jumped into speedrunning first? Oh yeah, definitely played a lot as a kid first. Like, most of the games I run, it's something I played casually first, and yeah. then I just happen to be replaying it one day, and I just get curious about the speedrun, and then they go from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I have, I have to really enjoy the game playing it casually, and just doing stuff on my own. I can't like, jump into a speedrun on a game that I've never had any interest in. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I never got into Twin Snakes. Because one, I didn't have a GameCube growing up uh, until much later. I didn't even know Twin Snakes existed. And then the speedrun, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I have to first play this whole thing casually a few times before. Um, I've played bits and pieces now, but I got older, but just never played it when it was like on release. Oh yeah, I played it fairly early when it came out. Like... I think I remember when I got the game too. Like I was staying like a night or two at my cousin's house, and uh, we happened to take a trip to Walmart. And I was like, "Yo, look at that game! That's I know I know Metal Gear Solid. Let's let's get that game." And uh, I had the money to afford it at the time, so I got it. And then I was like, "Okay, so this is MGS One, but with MGS Two stuff. This is cool." And uh, I, I love both of those games a lot, so I got attached to Twin Snakes because I love. The whole Shadow Moses thing, and I love hmm. MGS2's gameplay, so I just I just love the game. And I know all the stuff that people criticize about it, I get it, but I, this didn't stop me from enjoying the game because it was, I just thought it was a really fun game, so I played it a ton as a kid. And yeah. then, uh, later, I eventually picked it up as a speedrun, but first, I played it a ton as a kid. So you actually enjoyed it just playing it casually because a lot of people, when they play one and then they go to Twin Snakes casually, you know, they just rip the game left and right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but I don't know, I just I just liked it a lot because it was just a really fun game to play because I love the MGS2 mechanics and I love Shadow Moses' scenario and that whole story going on. So I I just love the game because it was just fun to play. So it's the best of both worlds for you then? <laughs> More or less, yeah. yeah. Um, when So when did you start speedrunning Twin Snakes? Was it much later after Mega Man and Xenosaga? Then you're like, oh... Well, I played this as a kid. Let me speedrun this. Yeah, like I was just looking for more games to speedrun because I've ran the Xenosagas and I've ran Legends 1, 2 and the spin-off Tron Bond game. And I was just like, let me let me just branch out a little bit. And I forget who approached the game first. It was either me or Furry, but one of us did. And, it's, and it may or may not have inspired the other. But uh, it was around, I want to say, 2016 where I was just like... Uh, what what game would be fun? And then I just kind of looked at Twin Snakes. I'm just like, you know, I like playing this game a lot. Let's. Uh, I did like a blind, just random run one time on Twitch a long time ago, around that time. And uh, I don't remember what time I got. It was like a normal any percent run, and it was like 
for some reason, I remember it being a one hour something six minutes. So I don't remember if it was like one minute 16, one minute 06, one 26. For some reason, the six mm -hmm. sticks in my mind. I don't know why. But I did just a random run, no research, nothing, which is probably not how you should approach it. But <laughs> I did that. And I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. So then I looked into it a little bit more and then I just got more into it. And then eventually more of the uh, people that surrounded me in Legends followed me on over a little bit. And then that was a fun time too, which is get more people into Twin Snakes and starting the uh, the modern era of, of the game. All right, take me back to when you first started running Twin Snakes. Was there anyone else running Twin Snakes at that time? Uh, not that I know of. Maybe like two three years maybe a little bit lo longer uh before that there was like uh there, there there was someone i was watching on occasion who would do extreme big boss runs his name was like he's on the board it's like pykin pickin something p-y-k-n um, i'm trying to he find the uh earliest like modern oh yeah there he is p-y-k-n yeah. yep yeah that guy i remember Seven watching years him ago. <laughs> yeah i was watching him do his big boss runs and then uh -huh. i remember um Love him or hate him, Caleb Hart would host him a lot, and he started getting big off of Twin Snakes. He actually—that's actually how he got partner. I remember that much. He got partner off of just being hosted a lot, doing big boss runs. That was that was cool. But um, at the time when I started running it, uh, there was basically nobody. Uh, there might have been one or two people that were on the board that just kind of did a run or two, and didn't do much more than that. And it's just—I I was looking at the board mm -hmm. looking at what else is around i'm just like let me, let me try this out maybe i can get a good time here and then just went from there hey i'm looking at his run right now just seven years ago going for a uh, big boss his uh yeah his comment has improved the old record by three seconds but how the times have changed now we're looking at sub one hour big boss on uh on the leaderboards so we're, yeah, we're looking at 56, possibly yeah. a 59, almost within reach. All right, we'll get to... I say 59, I said I meant yeah. 55. What did I say? You said 55? 59, but 55 uh, is within reach, you're saying. Yeah. Okay, we'll get yeah, to 55. the we'll get to the newer stuff in a little bit, but... Yeah. Um. So the leaderboards, how did the leaderboards even look back then? Were people actually putting runs up? Was Pykin was like the only one and then everything else was blank? There was a handful of runs there. Like, if you look at normal mode, uh, let me open it up on speedrun.com right now. Um, on oh. normal, there was. Uh, yeah, I see some nine years it? ago. There's Caleb Hart. There's the Glitch Kid five years ago. Yeah, the, Mr. the first Wing, place time on the board when I looked at it for normal was uh, Bushido, Bushido X, Bushido X. I don't know how you say his name, but yep. he was the top time on normal mode when I first saw the speedrun.com board. So I just thought, maybe this this seems kind of beatable. Mm -hmm. And then I just started practicing, researching strats and stuff, and then eventually got to that point. And I was like, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that tough. <laughs> and like then pushing the sub one hour, that's when it got tough. I feel like with MGS like two and MGS three, the main thing that everyone was running was rank one. Like everyone wanted the big boss, Foxhound, and if you didn't get that, they would just kind of look down on your run. Now, oh yeah, yeah, was Twin Snakes kind of the same way or no? Because you're saying everyone was, or mo not everyone, but the runs that were on the bo on the board were more normal, and there was only like one extreme. So did it start yeah. off with the easier difficulties first, then people started migrating more towards extreme? Um, it's 
It's kind of hard to say, because when I looked at it, there was already like a handful of normal mode runs. I don't remember how many extreme runs were on there, but mm -hmm. I know that there was at least maybe a couple. I don't know. But uh, the whole rank one thing wasn't really... I didn't know about it at the time, because I went into it with a fresh mindset, not knowing anything about it, about Metal Gear Legacy, about how it's always about rank one stuff. Uh -huh. I just went into it. Uh, I always picked normal for my casual playthroughs and for like a default speedrun category. So I just booted the game up. Picked normal mode, started running normal mode a lot, looked at the speedrun.com board, so just, okay, uh, there's a bunch of people running normal, so let's just run normal. So I mm. went into it not knowing that there was a, like an extreme big boss rank one legacy to it at all. So when did you first start looking at extreme or moving? Do, or well, you started normal. Now, did you go to easy, very easy, or did you go up in difficulty to hard and extreme? I pretty much went for normal for quite a long time before finally giving extreme a shot and then that it was just those two i didn't really run any other category okay yeah um, skipped over hard basically pretended it easy and very easy didn't exist now you have like every category your first except extreme is yeah, this that's, something that's the hardest you're still working towards or are you putting this on the back shelf for now um, I basically just started taking a break from it because um, I was getting a little bit burnt out and giant mistakes were becoming a lot more common. So I decided, nah, I, I, need a, I need a quick break. Okay. So it's it's still going to happen. I just need to get back into it soon. All right. As someone who has no idea what the Twin Snakes Extreme Run is, what are some of the, like the big, I guess the where runs mostly die or maybe RNGs are the highest at those locations? Ooh, uh, there's like a handful of things. Uh, the first foremost thing that everyone knows who pays attention to speedrun, the tank. Everyone knows about the tank at yep. this point. That thing is, uh, is a piece of garbage. But with how many hours I've dumped into that thing, I've become attached to it and I don't hate it as much as other things, but I can see why everyone would think what that. What makes like the, the tank so difficult? Because I know there's like the stun grenades, then you shoot them with like a with like the gun then you throw another stun grenade then the magazines come out for some reason like explain <laughs> the tank to me because i have no idea what's going on oh man it's, the, the tank is something else so <laughs> the reason why it's hard is because it has mgs2 nade throwing mechanics instead of mgs1 because i watch your your, your, your guys' mgs1 speedruns i'm just like dude i wish the nade would go in there that easily because right. it does not <laughs> well when i'm looking at i guess i'm only looking at runs that are on the boards that have the the tanks where everything goes smoothly so i see you guys underhand throwing it perfectly and i'm like well what's wrong with that but i've never like actually seen runs being attempted live to where it doesn't go your way so you're saying like it's very finicky to if the stun grenades actually goes into the tank yeah like uh you could stand in the in a very like a small range of positions that are all very very close to each other and you'll get different results every time basically oh so just the rng fight pretty much it might not be rng but it might just be precise enough that it basically is oh just ridiculous preciseness to where if you're a little bit to right or left your whole fight's done yeah there's there's like a wide range of positions that will work for your tosses to go in so it still feels like rng where some throws are consistent some aren't but mm. in reality it's just precise enough to the point where it feels like rng but it actually isn't so is it just come down to is the most difficult part getting the stun grenades to go in? Pretty much. Like, from tossing in magazines and stun grenades, that's mm -hmm. the part that's 
least consistent, but is the entire key to the fight. Like the, the way it works is you toss something in. It can be anything, but as long as you trigger that mini cutscene that shows like that it zooms in on the on the gunner and something landing in his lap, mm -hmm. you want that cutscene to happen because that's the entire reason why the strat works. So once something goes in there and he takes uh, non-lethal damage, it gets doubled. So oh, normally, okay. yeah. So once you toss a stun grenade on there, it doesn't if it doesn't go in the hole, but it lands on top of the tank to do damage, it'll uh -huh. do a, a sixth of his health. But if you land it in there with the dunk cutscene, it'll do a third. Ah, uh, so that's why you throw the magazines in to get the cutscene. Yeah. yeah, you want the cutscene, and then if you headshot him without the cutscene, it'll uh -huh. do it, it'll do a sixth of his health. But if you land the magazine in there, then headshot him, it'll do a third. So you're pretty much just planning out when to toss in a stun and when to toss in a mag. Ah, okay. Now it makes a lot more sense because every time I'm watching a speed run. I have no idea what's going on. You, you guys are just tossing in grenades and then switching to magazines and then switching to the gun, and I have no idea what's going on, but that makes a lot yeah. more sense. It can work with other objects, too, like uh, chaff grenades, lethal grenades, if you can land the headshot before the grenade blows up. Uh -huh. But uh, it, anything that you can throw in there to trigger a cutscene, you can make the strap work. Okay. All right, what's after tank? What's the next biggest hurdle? So let's see. There's a... Uh... Nuke building, ninja, mantis. So ninja and mantis are kind of tough to get down at first. Uh, I, I want to say mantis especially, but he's just pure skill. So enough practice will get you a good mantis fight every time. Okay. Same um, Was that the same with ninja? Yeah, same with ninja. There's minor amounts of RNG with ninja, but nothing run killing. It's just whether or not what direction he chooses to flip to and whether or not he does uh -huh. some backflips or a quick, like a high jump backflip. Yeah, I think that's... sometimes you'll do that like triple backflip thing that takes extra time or just a regular quick backflip in some direction so i think that's the same with mgs1 it's just uh ninja and mantis are straightforward if you mess up it's pretty much on you um yeah. now does a ninja teleport like he does in mgs1 although all around you could lose time depending on where he teleports yeah okay. but in twin snakes we found that there is a loop for the first phase they can take all the way to the end of the fight so we don't have to deal with uh, all those other phases okay so yeah you, you do the phase one loop until he's almost dead because he we we discovered that he can't die during the first phase he has to go into phase two before the fight's allowed to finish so you get his health low enough so you can just one combo him or just roll into him to kill him in the second phase okay all right so then mantis how's wolf wolf one um, Wolf 1 is, I want to say, easy in execution, but has the RNG element to it. And if yeah. you get an aggressive pattern at the very start, it's hard to get started. So it's like, the fight starts, you pull out your sniper rifle, you put on, you use some Pentaz, you're trying to aim at her, but she just like immediately shoots you and your aim's flying around, so you gotta unequip, re-equip, just... Getting set up at the start is the only issue if she's aggressive at the start, but mm -hmm. otherwise it's just aim at the spots where she's going to crouch or prone as she's walking over to them and then just shoot her whenever she, you know, does that. And uh, it's RNG whether or not she decides, you know, where she's going to go and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But there are some consistent patterns. Like on occasion, I'll get like what I call the good pattern where uh, she's uh, somewhere on the right side. You headshot her there. She runs all the way to like the very left side. You, sh you headshot her there while still aiming below the rail because that's where her head's going to be if she crouches. And then she'll go like to the next immediate spot to her right 
headshot her again. Then she's going to go immediately behind the pillar and prone. And that's like an easy, like, four shot, like, easy four shots right there if you know the pattern. But that's if she gives you that pattern. So it's it's still RNG. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Wolf your 2 is right the now. worst one. Ugh. Okay, at least that's consistent across one and two. Wolf 2 is the absolute worst. Um, let me look at the Wolf 2 fight. Walk me through Wolf 2. Is it just all... You're basically just um, leaving your fate to RNG if she goes to the right spot. She doesn't backtrack back and forth. Is there a hill that she hides behind on Twin Snakes as well? There's a hill, but she tends to just run past it. And on rare occasions, she'll double back while still behind it. That yep. gets annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. it's... I want to say it's similar to MGS1. It's just, it's all RNG. And as long as you know how high or low to aim and how far ahead you have to lead your shot, then yeah, that's pretty much the fight. I'm notoriously bad at it compared to all the other bosses. I can't seem to get a grasp on how much you have to lead your shot and how high or low you have to aim sometimes because it varies a little bit. Does headshots matter in Twin Snakes? Yeah, they, they definitely do more damage. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think Wolf 2 is the same then on MGS1, and the only, I guess the only difference in MGS1 is, uh, doesn't, you're not, you don't have to be accurate in the head, it's, uh, wherever works, um, so that's yeah, a little yeah. better, but then you're also fighting the, the PS1 controls. Um, well, and I guess, uh, there's the hind before that, yep. on normal, or anything below hard, the hind just sucks. <laughs> like, Why is even that? though, it's, it's mainly because of, uh, phase two but specifically he the hind moves slower on normal and lower and on phase one that's not a big deal because he just kind of goes from corner to corner but on phase two uh i know in mgs1 you guys kind of like keep him locked up in the air until the fight's basically over but right. in twin snakes he, he flies a little bit faster than that so uh -huh. he's always going to be able to go down always you're, you're going to deal with that but he stays down for like varying amounts of time and on normal and lower it gets obnoxiously long with how long it likes to stay down there okay that's the same thing in mgs1 it's like the the higher you go up in difficulty the quickly the more or the faster he'll come out of hiding from under the building yeah. where if you're playing like i was just learning easy on mgs1 and if the hind goes underneath the building he takes forever to, to resurface yeah, from what I've seen on MGS1, he stays down there for days. Yeah. On for... Twin Snakes, he doesn't stay down there as long, but man, in, in the context of TTS, man, it's, it's still annoying and frustrating. Yeah, when you're but... pushing times like sub one hour, it's like the, the lower you go in time, then the more each second matters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the one cool thing about normal and lower is that he uh, you can land two hits on him if you know what you're doing. Every every time he pops out and goes back down, you can land two hits. Whereas on hard and extreme, you can't because he flies down way too quick. But so like, hard hard and extreme, you only have time to shoot him once before he goes back down. Yeah, but the bonus to hard and extreme is that he's aggressive as heck, and he'll just like stay down for one second, pop back up, come come back down after the hit, and then like fly around for like two seconds, pop back up again. It's like he's. He, he wants you dead on Hard and Extreme. Yeah, I'm, normal, I'm watching your run right now. and yeah, He is not being friendly to you. Yeah, like, you, you can afford to tank some hits as long as you, um... Like, there, there's this thing that kind of... I think that people thought at first where you have to stand in the magic spot and he won't hit you that often. When, what, 
what, what the reality is, if you just hit him soon enough after he pops up, he's going to shoot like two or three random bullets. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they're going to be sprayed out far enough where they won't even hit you most of the time. And there's two corners of the map where he's going to shoot a lot more bullets and you are going to take a hit unless you move. But most of the time, it's just, it's not really a hard fight. You just shoot him as soon as he pops up and he's not going to hardly do any damage to you. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those, it's those, uh, well, are any of these bosses, I wanted to ask, are any of these bosses, are you in danger of dying? Because I feel like all these are just coming down to your execution. Um, but are if you're going for big boss rank, what boss do you have the biggest risk of dying to? Uh, for big boss, that's 100% Raven. Because most of the time, like that's one criticism I have for this game, and a lot of other people too, is that Extreme doesn't do enough damage to you, so you're rarely... A uh worrying about dying uh -huh. but for raven in particular you're going into that fight with not much health because you um you just had to deal with uh dropping down in the furnace which dealt some big old damage and then uh then you have to deal with the, the three guys on the cargo elevator so you're going into raven at barely above red health so and he'll he'll kill you in two hits but since you're sniping at Raven, he has he struggles to hit you. Mm. Most of the time, you'll be fine unless you get unlucky and he shoots you. Then he gets closer and gets more likely to hit you. Then he shoots you again and you're dead. So that's when you have to pull out your ration. So Raven is pretty much the only boss you have to worry about dying to. How many rations can you use to get big boss in Twin Snakes? Uh, just one. But you can get more of them from uh, the catwalk guards after you do the comms tower. Like, uh, when, you, when you take those guys out, uh -huh. uh, sometimes they'll drop rations, so you can get more. But for big boss, you can only use one max. Uh, I think that's uh, what you used it was against Raven. Um. Yeah, it's, it's typically going to be there, if not maybe on some rare occasion like Rex. But most of the time it's Raven. Yeah, let me see the Blast Furnace. I want to see how much damage you take. Because you said you take some fall damage in the Blast Furnace. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest bits of damage you take in the whole run. Okay, let me see. So you will go in... And then you go off the rail, and then you fall down. Oh yeah, you take like, what's that, 45% of your health is gone right there. Yeah, there's very few things in this game that do a lot of damage, but uh -huh. one of those things is the drop, and the other thing is uh, getting hit by the tank treads. That also does massive damage, like more than 50%, depending on what the game feels like. But most of the time, you don't take that much damage, so... Yeah, because dying is barely a concern. I was looking at the... What fight was it? I think it was the wolf fight... It wasn't you weren't taking really much damage, so I'm like so then all these I thought all these other bosses then you can just kind of be super aggro and not worry about dying, but just looking at that fall damage you take, and then you're like at orange health in the cargo elevator fight, and then Raven. Since Raven is like the easiest boss no matter which difficulty you're running in MGS one I just never thought of Raven as being one of the bosses <laughs> to where it actually damages you because in in MGS1 it's like you you just glitch him no matter if you're running on console or PC he just never gets a shot in so I would not have guessed yeah. Raven would be the, the top contender. Yeah, Raven is the scary one and it's not because of him. Yeah, yeah. Because of everything before. Right. It's like uh, the cargo elevator plus the blast furnace makes Raven like so much more difficult. Yeah, it, it really puts you on edge because you're trying to snipe his head, making sure you're doing everything right, but then either lands a hit on you or he breaks out of the uh, the lock that you're trying to get him in, then he starts running around so you have to sit up on the other side and still hope he doesn't hit you. So it's down to RNG and how well he can do the uh, the lock on. Okay, 
so you so after Raven you go up and then back down to get or to get the Palkey. Now the Palkey yeah. in MGS One is all you know. There's different strategies in Big Boss. It's the Rat, and then in everything else it's uh, you farm alerts so it so it uh, spawns in the ditch. How is the Palkey methods in Twin Snakes? You know, funny enough, we almost had the farm alerts for the uh, the, the Palkey. We almost did, but. Okay. It turns out Tyler just had some uh, some false, uh, so, some not so well done science. We'll put it that Damn way. Damn it, Tyler! Uh, <laughs> what are you doing to the twin snakes uh, runners, huh? <laughs> yeah, like we, we we almost had to do that because apparently he got enough alerts to make it spawn in the ditch, uh -huh. but apparently that file he was working on had alerts already. So oh. we were trying to route, out, route in some alerts to make that work, but after further testing, it's like, no, we need like 30 alerts to make it do that. And we're not farming 30 alerts. You uh. need 30 alerts just to get the rat to spawn? To, to get the key in the ditch, yeah. Damn. And does how, how many of those are mandatory that the game gives you? Uh, mandatory, there's eight. And then there's so some easy ones you can get, like just as you're about to exit a room, just shoot your SOCOM and then let them call in. Then you can get some easy ones that way. But I don't think you can get 30. So do you have to get, is the 8 including in the 30 or is it 30 on top of the 8? I'm not 100% sure. I want to say it's including the 8, but I don't know. But it's just a ridiculous high number to where it's impossible yeah. to do in the run. Pretty but much. at least the rat, you can shoot the rat with the SOCOM. Yeah, and the rat's position is 100% consistent. So like you oh, can Oh, okay. That that's that's one of the best parts about running that game is the rat is always going to be at that bottom right area. You just as soon as you drop down, you pull out a grenade or you can run over to the edge of the stairs mm -hmm. to shoot it. So you can I, do whatever you want. It's always going to be there. I think my favorite part of the game is the just heating up the pal keys cuz in MGS1 right. that's the worst part of the game is right there. I yeah, Twin Snakes cuts out a lot of backtracking. Like, you can go grab the PSG-1T yeah. instead of going all the way to the armory. Um, the PAL key, you can just go shoot the pipes all within Rex's lair. You don't have to leave the room. So it's, it's fantastic in that regard. Yeah, PSG-1T I don't mind just because there's a lot of stuff to do in between. Um, especially the armory. It's kind of tricky, so it kind of keeps you engaged. But then oh, the yeah. heating up the PAL keys are, like, so mind-numbingly boring to where it doesn't add anything to the game. You skip the yeah. codex. I guess that's where a bunch of the story unravels. That's what they wanted to do is put all, a lot of the story in when you're heating up the pal keys. But when you're speedrunning it, it's just like the worst part of the game. Yeah, for sure. Like you, you can still um, you can still do that in Twin mm -hmm. Snakes. It's just they hide the pipes over there as a, like a reward for exploring. But even when you do that, they cram all those codex yeah, yeah, yeah. in Rex's layers. So you're just running around. Going, going up the stairs, going across the catwalks, is like, hey, suddenly here's a long call, like, ah, oh, goddammit. Do you have to mash through the codex in Twin Snakes? Uh, thankfully not. It's the same way as MGS2. You just, like, double tap. Uh, double uh, tap. Instead of triangle, it's a Y. So, yeah. I gotta look at it. Do you run with a GameCube controller? Yep. I mainly play on console, so, of course, GameCube is basically my only option. And then on Dolphin, uh, for emulator, I have the GameCube adapter that Nintendo released for Wii U and Switch mainly for Smash Bros, so I have that plugged into my PC and I just use GameCube controller there too. Is there no other option to use something else besides the GameCube controller? Like no adapters or anything? Because I hated that GameCube controller, or do you actually like <laughs> the GameCube controller? Oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not in the context for Metal Gear, but I played yeah. so much TTS that I'm just used to it, but uh, I love the GameCube controller, but for other 
options. I'm not 100% sure. There might have been some adapters back in the day that let you use like a PS2 or an Xbox controller. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then uh, for emulator, a lot of people seem to use like a DualShock 4 or something. But uh, I just stick to what I'm already, what I'm already used to on console. And I just keep using the GameCube controller. Okay, fair enough. Um, so after the PAL keys, you're heating it all up, cool it or cool it down, heat it up. Uh, next is the Rex fight. Um, the first fight looks pretty easy. Like you can take the damage. You just stand to the right. So the only th- way you can lose time here, I guess, if you miss your shots, right? Yeah, pretty much. There, there's a couple ways you can do the first phase where. Uh... A lot of people just choose to uh, sit in like a specific spot. It's not super precise, but specific enough to matter. But you stand there and Rex, the, the missiles will always just go by you. And the only thing you have to worry about is machine gun damage. I have a different method. I don't know if I do in that run or not, where I tend to just uh, bait out the laser. And after I land like one or two hits, I unequip, move forward. And the laser's hitbox is small enough where I can just move forward like one or two steps and it misses and i just go back up and look up again and here you just went to the right side and you just uh did i just do the standard yeah i think it's a standard one okay um that's fine but both those methods work as long as your the timing on your shots are good all right i'm looking at the the second phase then second phase you just equip the stinger right where you're standing and just start shooting at it yeah the funny thing is even though that second phase is very easy it's also Uh unbelievably sensitive so like if you move even uh, like a pixel, if you move a sub-pixel, it doesn't work anymore. You start getting hit by missiles. Really? If you stand there and do it correctly but shoot his dick laser, you will start getting hit by missiles. <laughs> it It is so strange. If you make the one wrong move, it's, it fails. What if you shoot like but, the shoulders? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I think it still works in that case, but you just can't shoot his laser and you cannot move even the slightest bit. Damn. Okay. So, so aim it's high. Sensitive, but it's also easy. Don't don't aim at dick. Aim high. <laughs> yeah. Aim high. Aim at liquid. Don't aim at the laser man. <laughs> Alright, and then For some um, reason if you shoot it, you it just goes out the window. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh then the liquid fight on top of Metal Gear. It's just like liquid you're baiting out jazz. It's like the biggest one of the biggest time losses in the run if you don't get that lottery roll. Alright, what I I always heard the lot okay, I thought the lottery roll was in um, when you were getting your equipment back in the torture room, this game has a lot of stupid. I rolls. thought that was lottery roll. <laughs> that one, that one is prison roll. The one for okay. liquid is lottery roll. What's okay? What's prison roll, and what does that do? So prison roll. Um, there is a really precise roll you can do to grab your stuff. Um, just as Johnny's about to catch you, like if you move far enough uh, out of the room. Uh, you get like a mandatory cutscene where you have to sit there and watch Johnny. He's about to catch you, and then he just stops and he's like, "Oh, I have to go suddenly go take a dump," and it waits like ten seconds. Yeah. But if you do a roll at a precise time where it's supposed to lock you with that cutscene, but you still grab your stuff, you grab your stuff mid cutscene and leave the room as he's complaining about to go take a dump, and the game gets confused and not know where to actually put you in regards to story progression. So. By the time you leave the room and you're heading over to disc two, you go into the room where you fought Wolf One, and you're supposed to get a cutscene and a codec there. Uh-huh. But the game is confused, and you don't have to do those. You don't have to watch a cutscene, skip it, and you don't have to skip a codec either. Okay, so I'm watching so, your run, and you just run out, flip Johnny, run out of the room, run back in. Oh yeah, that I was. Oh yeah, you're watching my old PV. Yeah, so that's the easier method where uh, you just leave the room, come back in. 
you know you did it right if when you leave the room you have your clothes on because uh-huh. uh, you have to flip Johnny over, make sure you leave the room fast enough, and then come back in, and then uh, grab your stuff. And it still confuses the game and lets you skip those uh, two things. Okay. But it cool. saves like uh, I want to say around eight seconds or so. I don't remember the numbers. Wall guy knows the numbers, but it saves far less time than doing the roll where you're in the room for the first time instead of going in back out. Well, you need to upload thing. your new PB on here because this is the one I see on uh, SRDC. Yeah, it's just my newest set of splits have all the current tricks but it's slower by like one second it's like one uh, it's one second behind my actual pb okay all right so we got through... that's like 20 plus seconds on the table i can grab right there damn and let me see the times one more so you are six seconds igt behind yep. first place wow yeah it's really close and that was with that was without prison roll. So yeah. if I were to get that in my current PB, I would have had record by around like 10, 15, something like that. Yeah. All right. So now fast forward to liquid. Um, so this is the lottery roll. So what is? Hold on. First, let me get to the uh, to the fight. I just want to be synced up so I can watch this uh, while you explain it to me. Um... It's. A very precise position and very okay. precise angle. That's why we call it the lottery, because it's the likelihood of getting it is not very high, but when you get it, the payout is big. So that's why the name kind of fits. And I think in that run you're watching, I probably got it first try. Let me see. So as the fight starts, you go in the middle, then he goes in the corner, you jab, jab, roll into him. Oh, I see the damage. <laughs> yeah, you do like oh, half shit. his health or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that only work at the beginning? Like, if you miss this, do you just not have any chance to get it later on? Uh, you can manipulate him to go back in that corner. Like, there's three phases of the fight. The first phase is kind of... It might be the same in MGS1, I don't, I'm not sure. But in the first phase, he's just kind of running around, kind of taunting you, just kind of running away a little bit. And then after he runs, like, two times, you get close to him, and then he kind of, like, punches you or something. Uh-huh. And then in the second phase, is a bit more aggressive. But you can do it at any point during the first phase. So as long as you keep baiting him to that corner, you can you have a chance of doing it. Okay. Uh, so I'm just one. I think it's just uh, two phases. He has the first one, then he has the aggressive second phase. It's funny because that corner, the top right, is what most runners use as well in MGS1 to do like the in infinite yeah, punch. Yeah, infinite. Yeah. yeah, and then you guys use the top right to try to get that lottery roll as well. Um, yeah, and funny enough, something that's exclusive to hard and extreme and not the other difficulties is that there is a semi-infinite in Twin Snakes as well, where, like, uh, during Phase 2, you can just um, get him in that corner and just, like, punch-punch him over and over again. Punch-punch, punch-punch, punch-punch. So just like MGS1, you uh -huh. just can't do anything about it. Oh. But that doesn't but work in hard or extreme. It works in hard and extreme, but not normal and lower. Oh, normal it's, and lower doesn't work. Yeah, his AI is different on on uh, on phase two. Like a normal and lower, when he gets caught in that corner, after you're done hitting him, he just he breaks out and just runs away. But on hard and extreme, he's just so determined to to try and punch you after you hit him, so he can just loop him over and over again so until he hits phase three. What a task run look like? Lottery roll into the infinite punch in that same corner. Okay, so funny enough, even though I said you can only do lottery roll during phase one, you can do it during phase two. Like, that's what Wall Guy does in his run. Uh -huh. Like, since he's still stuck in that corner and refusing to move, 
you can set it up again and do a second lottery roll and just instantly knock him down to phase three. Oh, man. I know how to do it, and I can, but I'm not confident enough in it to do it to do it in yeah. a run like Wallguy does. So, uh, But it, it is a thing, and the thing that's different about phase three, it's basically phase two, except he can get knocked down and lose you a lot of time. Like, mm. in phase three, basically, if you hit him with a third punch, uh, a kick, or a roll, he'll get knocked over, and you have to wait for him to just do this long get-up animation. So, for phase three, we just punch, punch. He's going to try and punch you back, so you just kind of loop around to dodge the punch, and then just repeat that one over again until the fight's over. Got it. Okay. Um, so then, looking after Liquid to the escape... Is escape a huge deal in the run? Do you have to time all your shots right? Because in MGS1, there's a lot of transition shots the runners try to get when he's going from one face to the other. Um, I see some runners count out their shots um, just to make sure that they're hitting liquid enough. And they're trying to look away from liquid so he pops up from the jeep. How is it in Twin Snakes, execution-wise? I want to say it's pretty similar. The only difference i can from from just watching i haven't actually uh, done mgs1 in a really long time but mm -hmm. from what i can see the the whole thing where you're fanning the shots uh inward towards him after you wait a little bit for the iframes to go away and you just try to shoot him as he swerves the other side that that whole thing i feel like it's harder in twin snakes because whenever i try it uh I, I can get it now and then but most of the time i feel like he just ducks right under the bullets and just doesn't just refuses to get hit I try it sometimes and it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. So it's like when I watch MGS1 runners do it, it's just like, dude, this looks so easy. Why does why is it so much harder in Twin Snakes? Why yeah. can't I do it? So I just from watching, I feel like it might be harder in TTS, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I have to just actually try MGS1 myself. Yeah, I think we need a runner who's uh, who's pretty good at MGS1 and Twin Snakes escape because I'm pretty shitty at the MGS1 escape and I have no idea. What goes Basically, on in the uh, twin Esther plywood? <laughs> uh, we need plywood to, to let us know if 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 that's the same. Or thing. Tyler, yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah um, they they both run both games. Yeah, um, and that pretty much covers the whole run. I feel like I enjoy watching runs more once I kind once I know um, what's going on, like what the runners are trying to do, especially like the tank. Yeah. When I was first watching the tank, I had no idea what was going on. Now it makes much more sense what, what you guys are trying to do. Um, same yeah. with a lot of the other fights. Yeah, there's there's a lot of history with that stupid boss. Like, I remember when Wallguy came out with his first um, like run modern run to show us, and he was doing the uh, classic strat where you just blow up the treads and then toss grenades in that way. Uh, I was trying to do it, and I was just getting so frustrated that these nades were not going in all that well. And then on top of that, how we have to waste time in the armory grabbing more stuff and then putting down all the explosives on the treads like no i i want to figure out something else mm -hmm. so then i got uh me and the legends runner i mentioned earlier jmc 4789 he's he also contributes to dolphin development so he's he's a he's an interesting dude but me and him were working on that boss for days i had like four consecutive streams where i was just messing with that boss for like four hours each just labbing this nonsense and we eventually came to the point where jmc discovered that you could just toss magazines or toss something in there and it'll allow you to do the double damage i talked about mm. and then we were just labbing setups positions to stand in throwing angles whether or not fpv is more consistent than, than tpv or just 
we labbed that boss for a long time <laughs> and we eventually got it to where it was before wall guy figured out his method of it but it's all the same concept of just standing in a spot to make sure the tank doesn't want to move much mm -hmm. and then just timing your throws and making sure you're throwing in the right thing at the right time that uh, freaking tank sign streams is what those were back in the day like, give me geez. give me a percent how often do you get tank first try now in runs uh, it's hard to say. Sometimes just I'll get like two it. or three in a row, uh -huh. and then sometimes I'll just go like ten times in a row without getting it once. So it's really hard. I want to say it's definitely less than fifty percent. I want to say that much, but it might be somewhere around twenty-five to maybe like thirty. Damn, 35. that is a rough percent and a rough run if you're trying to go for um, top times in TDS. You get like that low yeah. percent. At least the only bright side is it's early on in the run. Uh, but still, yeah. like I would just hate to run that game. <laughs> I, I want to say that Wall Guy's success rate is probably much higher than mine is because it was his strat and I'm still trying to get, get it down all the way. So uh -huh. if you're as good at it as he is, it's probably over 50%. But for me, it's less, I want to say. So getting a run past the tank is like, oh, yes, yeah. we can get somewhere. Let's go. What's yeah, the tough boss? I feel like tank sucks, and then if you don't get the prison roll and lottery roll, then your yeah. your run sucks. At the, like those three things, I feel like are yeah. And on top keepers. of it, you have wolf one and two and hind RNG. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got the three big big things, and then you have a few RNG bosses. That's like the same almost in MGS one. Um, like you have wolf one and two, who are not difficult to to defeat but they can just bleed time crazy um yeah 100 so, yeah same with hein i feel like, yeah there's a lot of common stuff with with the mgs1 and tds i'm already i'm already a tds master <laughs> yeah you're like with, halfway there yeah i mean you know i might pick up i don't have a gamecube but i'll pick it up on dolphin one of these days hey very well could uh how like, um go ahead i guess i was just gonna say was that like uh I remember um, Plywood occasionally telling me about some things that were found in TTS first and then applied the MGS1 because there's still enough of MGS1 that still lurks in TTS to still have some translation, which I thought was pretty interesting. Like what? Do you remember um, any of them? For some reason, the one that sticks out to me most was knocking on the wall to piss off Johnny endlessly to skip sneezes. Uh. <laughs> like... For some reason, that was one of the things that translated over to MGS1. There was like one or two other things that I forgot, but for some reason, that's the one that sticks with me the most. I think some stuff translated over to MGS2 as well. I can't remember, but if anyone's in chat that has more knowledge than me, let me know. I feel like there was some stuff, like mechanics-wise, that was discovered in TDS that got adapted to the MGS2. I feel like I heard that, but not sure. There's, uh, there's... The crawl spamming where um when you're crawling and you spam a weapon uh at like the, the correct rate you move uh you crawl a little bit faster and then i swear there was like one more thing i know that in tts we found from watching other runners from a long time ago uh that if you equip the socom while you're punching your punches do more damage and then during the kick if you swap to the nikita the you do the Nikita smack damage on your kick. So you just do like a really strong oh. damage combo. Does that work? I don't know. In if MGS2? That's I don't know. 
I don't know if that works I, in MGS2. It might. I don't remember, but mm -hmm. uh, those are definitely some interesting mechanics that were found in TTS for sure. Hmm. Cool. Uh, was there any other bosses that had this history to where it's so much different now than what people were doing back in the day? Definitely Ninja, because no one knew that you could loop the first phase forever. And how long ago was that discovered? Uh, I want to say like somewhere between two and three years ago. Um, like uh, our local mad scientist for TTS, uh, Furry, he uh, he's put a lot of work into just labbing out strats and just coming up with glitches and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, Ninja is like his baby. He's He found <laughs> the phase loop and he um, found like two or three different variations of it that we used up to this point. Like at first, uh, the loop used uh, the Nikita where you would do like a punch punch kick combo, uh, bait him to teleport, shoot him with a Nikita, or no, he would flip, you Nikita shoot him, he would teleport in front of you and then you just loop that over and over again. And yeah, I'm looking... we found that you just shoot him with the SOCOM. I'm watching uh, Jag's run from three years ago and that's what he's doing. He's doing the Nikita. Yeah. Trying to like loop him that way. Yeah, and then... The only other boss that went through a lot of changes was Mantis, but mainly on like normal. On Extreme, the only thing that was different is just positioning and timing of some stuff, but you still use the M9 the whole time. But on normal, we've done like lethal Mantis, we've done a mixture of lethal and uh, non-lethal for Mantis, and then at this point the fastest is non-lethal, provided you know how to do the hard setup. Mm. Yeah, this ninja fight looks so different. From what I'm used to watching. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to ask? I think it was about... Oh, I want to go back to the tank. Do you have hopes that that fight will one day be much more simpler than what it is now? Or do you think this is the closest you'll ever get to, to mm. defeating it quickly and efficiently? That's always a tough call to make on any boss in any game. Uh -huh. Like, I want to say that that's probably as close as we're going to get, minus some minor variations. But I don't see, I don't really see anything in changing that drastically. But you never know. You can, you never totally make that call. Yeah. But for lethal tank, Wall Guy did find a way to fight the tank that's basically 100% consistent all the time. Is but, it faster than the non lethal way? Oh, yeah, by a long shot. But. For Big Boss, obviously, you can't do that. But I just think it's interesting that, like, he quickly found a 100% consistent method for fighting the tank lethal, but non-lethal is the one that still gets shafted with something ridiculously hard. Yeah. Why is... This is... I just looked at Extreme right now. So why is... If the non-lethal non is much faster, why is everyone that runs this game on Big Boss rank? Um... I guess it's just kind of like a gentleman's agreement or just some sort of tradition or something, even though we didn't really care too much about, like, everyone has to run Big Boss, oh, uh -huh. everyone has to run Big Boss, you're not good. But it's at the same time, it's like, we still care about Big Boss, we just don't want it to be the only thing we care about. That's that's the best way I can put it, because uh, everyone just likes doing Big Boss strats. Because, like, if you were to not do that, yeah, it would just be... You'd basically just be running hard mode. Because hard you skip the m9 i think because it's out of the way and they're really different stupid spots so in hard mode you skip the m9 period whereas if you're to do extreme with lethal lethal strats it would just be 
basically hard mode with some minor strat variations. So, so I, I guess having big boss there just adds enough of a uh, route difference compared to all the other categories that we just like running it. Are you saying world record is free if some new runner were to come, will learn all the strats, but prefer not to do big boss and just do everything lethal? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. Like, I could do a four funsies lethal run and probably get like a 55, but I would feel terrible about it because it's like, man, we run big boss because it's different. Mm. And I'm just like, here, here's here's the free 55 GG. Like, oh, but I, I, don't I, don't have, do I don't have a GameCube, though. <laughs> Wait, it works on the Wii. I do have a Wii. There you go. Let me see emulator. Emulator is the same way. It's big boss only. I yeah, think this is um, the only game in the whole series where you have ranks available that only big boss is submitted that's it there was a one time where i submitted one that was hawk because or was it eagle i think it's eagle where it was big boss up till the escape and a dude stood in front of my turret when i was trying to shoot a barrel and i got oh, one kill that reminds me of that mgs4 was, yeah that was, that was the first time i got my 57 on extreme big boss and it wasn't a big boss because of that douchebag Damn. That's so that was like the one run on the board that was not a big boss. That's so interesting to me because I've had this discussion in every other game, like one, two, three, four, that everyone is doing speed first, rank second. But this game, like everyone's in agreement to do rank first, speed second. Yeah, it's, or this it's category, come up for a few say. times for like the leaderboard where it's like, should we do a rank one yeah. subcategory variable thing? Or should we just leave it as it is? But uh, it, I think we can come to some agreement at some point. But until then, it's just kind of like, you know, let's just keep running Big Boss. So let's say like if I were to just start running and I submit a, you know, whatever the lethal rank is. And I put that and now all of a sudden I'm first place. You think that would change the leaderboards? Possibly. It's hard to really say because I'm not sure what everyone would agree on. I want... In, in my honest opinion, I would like for there to be uh, rank 1 and any percent rank, or like any rank, whatever, mm -hmm. for uh, the leaderboards to further split it. But I also, at the same time, don't want to split it so many ways that there's yeah. like a million categories. Right, so, right. That's what that's what always my mindset was. It's always nice to see the rank 1 split, but then you're like, well, do you split rank 1 in every other difficulty too? Because in MGS 4... There's rank one in every difficulty. You can get a rank one, and it, it's it kind of changes the name. So if you split extreme or whatever the highest difficulty is, like, do you do the same thing for every other difficulty to get the highest rank in that difficulty as well? That's always yeah, like it's, a yeah. It's an interesting discussion because you can do rank ones of other categories if you really want to. Like yeah, yeah. When I was uh when I was hanging out in uh Lime server just doing some emulator TTS, for instance, like <laughs> I would take Lime's records. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, I did a rank one VE run where it's where it's basically extreme, but not extreme, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, that, that was fun to do. But then it's just like, OK, well, Tyler's or was it Tyler? Or was it someone else? Someone was running VE emulator as well. And I'm just like, OK, fine. I guess I won't throw my rank one on there. Let me do like an actual run that's actually fast. But you can. And I'm not sure there'd be much interest. But another solution that was proposed was like, Add it as another difficulty where it's like extreme, but you put like oh. big boss or something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another solution. But I don't know. It's, it's the tough call on what to do, what everyone would agree on. So for now, that's in the open. Yeah. I mean, someone else is going to come up and say, well, why is it isn't hard 
whatever the highest rank in hard is. Why doesn't that get its separate category? I'm interested in hard. That's my main yeah. difficulty. Kuda who used to do Doberman runs for the fun of it. So, yeah, like, everyone is going to have their own opinion if you decide to split a rank. Um, which is, well, I kind of did that in MGS4. I did rank one for every difficulty, and I put that up there. Starting from, like, the hardest to the easiest. So all my runs there are rank one runs on their difficulty. But I don't want to see that split into each category. But anyway, you guys heard it first. If you want Twin Snakes free record on Extreme... Just don't do Big Boss. And uh, <laughs> yeah, force I, them to change the leaderboards if they have to. Maybe I under underestimated or overestimated, whatever the correct word is. Maybe I overdid it on saying free. Okay, not free, still... but much easier. We'll, we'll say much easier. Yeah, yeah You is. still have to do prison roll. You still have to do yeah. lottery roll. And you still have to deal with Mantis. You just right. have an easier tank and some other rooms are a little bit easier and faster. We'll say, like you, have, we'll say you have much more room for error. To try to get yeah. record. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it never really crossed my mind that Twin Snakes, out of all their runs, has a gentleman's agreement to just Big Boss Extreme. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, you can also just turn Game Over Discovered off and run Big Boss uh, Extreme Lethal. So, Extreme Lethal. Wait, so you guys play off. Game Over Discovered on Big Boss? Yeah, Big Boss needs that turned on. Oh, you do It's not like MGS2 where you can turn it on or off and you'll still get the rank. No, you have to have it on, uh, otherwise you get, okay. like, Foxdown or something. Okay. So, technically, so then, you could get the extreme record by doing lethal strats and Game Over yeah, Discovered off. That's, that's <laughs> even more room for error. You turn Game Over Discovered off, you go full lethal, and now you got much more room to, to kind of mess around with to try to get a world record. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday I'll do like a funsies run of that and see what happens, but I'd be <laughs> hesitant to throw it on the board. Yeah, you would. I'm sure someone is going to come along eventually and submit it, and then that's going to open up the discussion of, well, gonna now that do we... Guy. They're going to be... Well, you need that guy. I feel like you always need that guy because they yeah. will shape the future of what the leaderboards will look like. But until you get that guy, I'm not sure who <laughs> yeah, that guy is going to be, but I'm but I'm positive it will yeah. happen soon. Um yeah, that that they will at least uh, make the mods come to an agreement to where should it be split or just keep it all consolidated. Yeah. But someone's gonna come around and force the issue. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna be and when? But it might happen. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I think it's gonna be sooner rather than later. But the category is literally no, it's not. There's no category called Big Boss. The category is called Extreme. Yeah. Not the category isn't called Big Boss. Um, and then. You and Tyler also do dog tags. Yeah, I don't. I don't really take dog tags too seriously in terms of running, but I love routing it and doing the science on it. I have a lot of fun doing that, but doing the runs, it guys, miserable for me. Uh, so you're done. You're like you did one and you're out. Basically, I I'm still not happy with that dog tags big boss run I did, but I don't think I'm unsatisfied. I don't think I'm unhappy enough with it to go back and do it again. But I think I someone's gonna have to beat your tags. time. Yeah, like, it, that time is still beatable. I think even Tyler can still beat it. And I can still push it down, like, another couple minutes because I remember that run being not very good. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like dog ties enough to run it. I just like routing and sciencing it. And I really only did dog tags for VE Emulator to mess with Limes and HaHa ha, take his record. And Get then, wrecked Limes. 
<laughs> and then I also did it on extreme for with Tyler to help him to to motivate him to practice for his GDQ. We know you did it to like, take his record. Get wrecked, Tyler. I, I did that too. <laughs> I like it, it. I like it. I mainly wanted him to practice because it's just like you know what they selected your run over mine, so we're gonna we're gonna whip you in the tip top <laughs> shape, buddy. And it worked. Yeah. Uh, and this is yeah, another run where it's run. like big boss, big boss. I'm sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but dog tags would be much easier if you just kill everyone and turn game over discovered. Um, off. You would probably save minutes doing that, but yeah. I'm not. To I'm not totally sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think that covers everything I wanted to talk about. Twin snakes. We got into a lot of it. I learned a lot. I did not think this was going to be one of the games that still had the big boss gentleman's agreement, but here we are. Um, yeah. So do you surprised how uh, how deep the Twin Snakes rabbit hole goes? I remember on MGSR, uh, the early days of the Discord, when there wasn't even a Twin Snakes channel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and since me and several of the Legends boys were running the game, we would talk about strats in the freaking Mega Man Legends server because MGSR <laughs> didn't have a Twin Snakes channel. Damn. That, that's how deep this rabbit hole goes. Yeah, post everything in general at that point. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, do you days. plan on running any other MGS games besides, you know, Twin Snakes? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, uh, I already ran MGS two Tanker because like there's been two or three times where I wanted to get into MGS two, but as I was getting more into it, uh -huh. some of the other speed games I run just started getting like more exciting more developments where it's happened someone would take my record and something whatever it's just suddenly a different game got more exciting and just pulled me away so mgs2 is definitely going to happen i just don't know when but i've already done tanker runs and uh i i don't know when but at some point i am going to learn the game uh i was initially going to learn ve i'm not sure if i'm going to do that now uh i think i will eventually just I have more interest in at this point in normal and extreme because even though uh, like what drew me to VE at first was uh, all the competition around it and how stiff the competition is, especially at top level. But the more I watch it, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm starting I'm starting to find this category a little bit boring because yeah. the only hard boss is Harrier and otherwise he's running point A to point B. Yep. But for like other categories, the harder ones, the bosses matter much, much more. So like going by Twin Snakes, bosses are my jam. So if I want to be running... A Metal Gear game, I want it to have more focus on bosses, so that's why I want to look at normal and Euro. Normal sucks. I, get around to learning the I say go Euro. I think you'll enjoy yeah. Euro a lot. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look at both, and I am gonna do VE, I just don't know how much I'm gonna dedicate to it. Okay. I did practice Harrier. I have done 5 plus 1 Harrier. I'm not that good at it still, but I've done it, so I, I know how to do at least Harrier. And cool you're just talking about PC only, right? So far, yeah. Uh, I do have the 360 HD collection port, mm -hmm. and I do have an Xbox One. I would like a Series X. I don't know when I'm ever going to get one of those, but yeah, uh, I do have HD, but I think I'm probably going to be PC. So. Oh, you also ran near Automata. That was a really good game. Just. Oh yeah, that that's a very good. Give speed me your game. foot. Very hard one too. Since we don't have that much time, give me what you think of that speed run. Because you're pretty high up. First, 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 second, third. Yeah, uh, mainly A ending because the other categories are longer or just not that interesting to me. But uh, it's a very fun speed run. Very technical. Like, the combat 
when you just watch it, it doesn't seem to be that complicated. You're just doing one move over and over again while you're while you're just like making the enemy either slow down or you just hold your shoot button with your pod buddy. Yeah. But the APM for the combat is actually really high because there's a lot of stuff happening underneath it. So it's it's complex for the tricks and out of bounds you're doing. It's mm -hmm. very movement focused, and then the combat has a lot of APM to it. So it's really fun run, really complicated. So it's. It, I think it's a really good watch and a good one to yeah. learn if you want to get it's, into something that has, has a lot of depth to it. It's a great game. I just kind of didn't really understand the out-of-bounds stuff, but I did enjoy watching the combat um, in that game. So outside of MGS2, do you have any other... Have you thought about any other Metal Gear games, or is it just kind of too focused and then whatever comes after? Uh, I'm not entirely sure what I would do after 2, because I just know that I like the MGS2 engine a lot, so that's why I'm stuck with, uh, why I have stuck with Twin Snakes and going to do MGS2. But after that, I'm not totally sure what else I'd do from Metal Gear. We'll just have to see what the future holds, I guess. Okay. Sounds good. Um, as we wrap up the show, well, we'll get into the 1 hour 15 mark. I'd like to keep these close to an hour, but we were, I had to talk a lot about Twin Snakes, and, uh, there's some interesting stuff that I had no idea that, um... I can appreciate the runs a lot more now that I know what's going on. So, uh, thanks, Blue. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm sure I'll have you back on later because there's a bunch of stuff I'll talk about as well that I'd like to talk with yeah, you. No um, but do you have any parting words to our audience before we go? Um, uh, not really, actually. Just uh, just thanks for watching and thanks for thanks to the MGSR folks for having me and uh dealing with our twin snake shenanigans because i know that we're uh <laughs> we're we're a funny bunch and we come from a jank game and ran another jank game that just happens to have metal gear attached to it and so. you, you you and furry are like the staple of the relay races yeah yeah or and is it alien I, mean, I can't remember alien alien, alien. Yeah, there you yeah. go mix those names up yeah. Um, yeah, because like if you uh, look at the Legends games, those are the games that me and Alien run too. So it's like if we both run a game, we're gonna just like mess with each other and just keep yeah. battling our own ranks and our own runs until suddenly we're the ones at the top of the board. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So we go from one jank game to another one, this weird 3D Mega Man game to this weird Metal Gear game with whack controls and in an engine it doesn't belong in. So, <laughs> so it's. Well, we're, we're all about the jankness, and we just make it work. Well, there's a lot more jank games you can play in the MGS series. So don't limit yourself to just Twin Snakes. Uh, but oh yeah, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to some some other ones like MGS2 for sure. Uh, thanks, Blue. I'm sure we'll see you at the next relay running uh, Twin Snakes again. Um, yeah, but maybe. this has been episode 14. So thank you to Blue. You can find him at Twitch.tv/BlueMetal. Um, so that's it for now. I'll be back with episode 15. I'm not sure who I'll have on that one. Maybe I'll get it to next week or the weekend after, but I'm not sure yet. Um, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. I will talk to you guys later. Peace. Later.